one if you want to slip in here there's they're in the front right here everybody knows where they're at pretty much uh, but I feel like that it's important for us here today to understand um, the importance the priority I guess I should say of fatherhood and um, turn with me to the book of Luke chapter number nine it's Luke chapter 9. So grateful for all of our fathers here today. And I'm grateful that at this church, that bring, being a father is a priority. Hallelujah. And I feel like that we uh, really put a lot of effort into this, uh, in teaching and in uh, and in living. Luke chapter number 9, verse 62. When you got it, you can stand. We've got a few gifts here that we're going to be doing at the end of the service, so please don't leave. We want to keep you around for that. I'll try not to be long. Luke chapter 9, verse 62 says, And Jesus said unto them, No man, everybody say man. I love it. Whenever I read man, I always pay attention. And I know that the Bible speaks about speaks in masculine form, and this could be used for woman or man, but I'm, I'm, I'm using what it says here today. No man, having put his hand to the plow and looketh back, is fit for the kingdom of God. No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. I want to preach here this morning the fatherhood marathon. Because what I want us to understand here today is that fatherhood is not a sprint. All right? I want us to, we could go, that you guys, we got so much material on being a father, and, and we're teaching up here, Brother Colby done a wonderful job teaching a series on this. There's so much out there that we could teach on. But this week, at the beginning of the week, I felt God leading us this way because I want you to understand that when you signed up to be a father, it's not just a, a, a month or, or a year or, or even until they turn 18 and become adults. I think that's important for us to understand. How important are fathers? That's the question we're asking. All right, when is a father's work done? The fatherhood marathon. God, we're grateful for this opportunity to be in your house. God, we're grateful for everything that's been done here today. What a wonderful uh, presentation, Lord, that the church has put on, and we're so grateful, Lord, for this time. And God, as we come, Lord, to this challenge, Lord, here today, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to be able to receive and to apply the word uh, here today that, that you're bringing forth. And God, we pray, Lord, that you would challenge our fathers here today, Lord, to engage Lord, to be active fathers, Lord. God, not, to, not to, to be passive, but to be active, Lord. And we pray, God, that you would just use our fathers to be the leaders of the homes and the leaders of this church. And God, we pray, God, that you would help us to step up and play the role, God, that you uh, have intended for us to play. And we love you so much, Lord. And the church said, Amen. So how important are fathers? What is a fa when is a father's work done? We're going to give you some statistics this morning to show you the need for putting a priority on fathering our children. Then we're going to challenge.
challenge our fathers to re-engage and accept their active role in parenting their children. And I know I, I've got, I've got uh, uh, they told me you got 15 minutes this morning. All right? So I'm going to try to get done in 15 minutes. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a very truthful and honest person, so I'm not going to promise you anything, okay? All right? But we will get right into it. So how important are fathers? Let's look at some, t- some statistics here. The results of fatherless children. Are you ready? From the U.S. Department of Justice, children from fatherless homes account for 63% of youth suicides, 90% of all homeless and runaway youths, 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders, 71% of all high school dropouts, 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, 75% of adolescent uh, patients in substance abuse centers, and 75% of rapists motivated by displaced anger. How important are fathers? Statistics show us that fathers are vital. Amen? And, and that's just the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. We could dig a little bit deeper here today and give you a lot more statistics uh, 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 about, about children that their fathers aren't playing an active role in their, in their lives. So let me go to the opposite spectrum of this and, and let's, let's see what fathers who are being, who are playing that role are saying. All right? 90% of dads say being a parent is their greatest joy. Isn't that awesome? 90% of dads. 85% of dads say being a father is the best job in the world. 73% of dads say that their lives begin or began when they became a dad. 62% of dads want more information on how to be a better dad. Isn't that great? This is, this is uh, 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 statistics that are encouraging to us for those who choose to be active fathers. When comparing their own parenting experience with their parents' behavior, listen to this. This is what dads are saying today. 52% of dads indicate showing more affection than they receive from their parents. 47% of dads participate in more playtime and quality time than their parents. 46% of dads read more to their, char- to their children than their parents did. And 54% of, of dads say, I love you more uh, to their children than their parents did. So there's a, there's a positive side to this, amen? So there are those that are choosing to be passive and are choosing not to be, to play an active role in their parents or in parenting their children. But for those that are choosing to be fathers, for those that are choosing to, to play this God-designated role, hallelujah, 90% of them are saying that parenting is my greatest joy. Isn't that awesome? 85% are saying it's the best job ever. So what is that telling us? Those that are choosing to be a father and those that are choosing to play the role that God has given them and those that are choosing to do as what we talk about, uh, 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 lead courageously, part of the definition of authentic manhood. Those that are choosing to lead are saying, I love being a father. Hallelujah. I love being engaged 
with my children. I love playing an active role in my children's life. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? For those that are choosing to step out and play the role that God has given them, that they signed up for when they decided to have children, are saying, I love it. Hallelujah. How about it, guys? We got some awesome parents here. We got some awesome fathers right here in this, in this church. I'm going to tell you something. For those that are choosing to play that active role, it is so fulfilling. It is so much more fulfilling than anything else that this world would have to offer us. So what are you saying? I know I'm trying to hurry, uh, uh, church. We could park here for a while, but I'm trying to hurry. I want you to know for those that are choosing to, to play the role that God has given you, you, or rather than being distracted by what this world is trying to sell to our fathers and to our men on that promises so much but always delivers so little. If you'll do what God has designed you to do and you'll father like God has designed you to father, oh hallelujah, I want you to know that what God promises, he will deliver on and when you can give to your children yourself and serve your children the way that God designed you to serve them, then you can lay your pillow on or lay your head on that pillow at night knowing that you've been living a fulfilled life that day and be so satisfied with your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that if you'll choose to live the way that God's designed you to as a father and play an active role in your child's life. That's the most fulfilled life that you can have. Those that are doing it, 90% of them are saying, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'd like to get my hands on those other 10%. Amen. Talk to them a little bit, you know. Say, I'm not doing something right. So let's go back to our text. So how it is, we need to put a priority on our job as a father. Absolutely, we need to put a priority. How important are fathers? I just read to you how important that they are. We play a vital role in our children's lives. So let's go back to our text. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. All right, I'm gonna go through this fast, so hold on, buckle up. A man in the field... A man in the field. We're preaching about fatherhood is a marathon. A man in the field. Let me tell you something. You can't quit after the first row in the field. Amen. They say, they say two-thirds of people that, uh, that, that, uh, uh, the, that, how do I say this the right way, that, end up with a child, I'm talking about men, that end up with a child before marriage, two-thirds of them step out and say, I want to be the father to them. Matter of fact, they say that they're more apt to, to not want to uh, um, uh, abort the baby than the woman is. That's what they say. Two-thirds of them step out. But somewhere down the line, 
Think about this. Somewhere down the line, they decided, I, I just can't father anymore. And they step away. And we see a, a, a very staggering statistic of those who are without a father in their lives. So somewhere down, so what are you telling me? I'm telling you here today, this is not a sprint. Okay? It's not something that we can just do for a few for, for a moment or be in and out. No, this is a marathon that we're doing. We do, matter of fact, we don't ever stop parenting our children. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. I've got a, a, a dad. I'm 38 years old, but yet my dad still parents me. He still talks to me, still is helping and walking beside me and helping me in my ministry, and he's giving me advice, and he's, he's telling me uh, uh, helps about how to parent my kid. What do you say? Brother Jared, I'm telling you here today that this is a marathon that we signed up for. So we'll, let's take a look at maybe some different ways that we can take a look at this story in this passage here in verse number 62 where we find that a man started with what this implies, what this scripture implies whenever it says that a man having put his hand to the plow and looketh back is uh, uh, and and looking back is is not fit for the kingdom of, of God. The one that what what is telling us here is that that the the implication is that he started. All right, you follow me? He started, but he didn't finish. All right, so what do we see here? I believe that we can take a look at this. What are some things that in the field, a man in the field, as he's working, as he's trying to do what he can and the best that he can to be the best father that he, everyone in this building, no doubt in my mind, uh, whenever you had children, you said to your, you said to yourself, I'm going to be the best father that I can possibly be. I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything that I can to give these kids the, the best life that they, there's no doubt in my mind that every person has that thought at the beginning but if we're not careful while we're in the field and while we're working and while we're trying to provide uh, uh, emotionally and spiritually and, and, and physically for our children that somewhere down the line we're not careful in the field we'll find that we are number one hindered by the past so you're, you're uh, fill in the blanks there are hindered by the past Philippians 3.13, something that'll get you out of the way, something that'll hinder you, you're, you're focused, you're, you're excited, you're, you've had kids and you're wanting to do everything that you can and then all of a sudden the past begins to creep up. Philippians 3.13 says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth under those things which are before. I love uh, uh, the, the ESV says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own but listen he says but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and listen he says and straining forward everybody say straining straining forward to what lies ahead hallelujah what are you telling me brother Jared if we're not careful while we're trying to work out in front we will allow ourselves to get our eyes on our past and it hinders our future you see you get somebody out and they're trying to they're trying to uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, plow they got the plow down they're looking they say that what you have to do is you got to get your eyes way out there to an object and, and you get your eyes focused on that and you don't look to the side 
side or, or behind you, but you keep your eyes straight on. And as you do it, you'll go straight to them. You can look back and you can see a straight line after it's said and done. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that there's too many that are that are allowing their, uh, their, their focus, instead of being on their future, they're allowing their focus to be on what's behind them. And there's two areas that you can focus in on. Number one, you can look at how good your last row was. Think about that. Oh, wow, look at what I've done last year. Look at how great, look at, but I'm going to tell you something. Your children, men, are growing into new seasons of life as you are for the rest of their life. So what does that mean? That means, yeah, you, might, you may have done good with them from ages 2 to 5, but what about from ages 6 to 8? Are you still going to be active in their lives? Because they're going to need you in that season of their life as well. So what are you saying? I'm telling you, we can't get our eyes back and say, well, I've done that good and I've done that right. And I'm, No, sir. we got to keep our eyes forward. We're working in provision. God tells us to provide for our family. What does that mean? That means have vision for your family. Hallelujah. We got to keep our eyes straight on. We can't allow ourselves to look back in our past at the past victories and, and, and because we'll, we'll get we'll get messed up on our future. Hallelujah. And the second thing is it's not just looking back at past victories, but looking back at past failures. And I say that this is probably probably the main problem that we have as far as looking back into our past. We either look at how good that our last role was or we look at how bad our last role was. Whew. You know, we can get so focused on the past and how bad that things were in the past that we, that we miss out. And I'm not talking about we miss out on next month. I'm talking about we miss out on today. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. If you're not careful, Satan will get you distracted on, on how bad that you done last month or how bad that you done last year or the bad decisions that you made in your past that you're missing out on the present and you're missing out on the future and you're missing out on all the awesome things that God has in store for you. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. Paul could have looked back, Brother Davis. He could have said, man, ain't nothing I can do for God because I've killed Christians. Ain't nothing I can do good for God. What am I supposed to do? Look at what I've done to Stephen. Look at what I've done to the, to the early church. Look at what he could have got his eyes so focused on what was behind him that he didn't do anything in his future. But I come to tell you a story of a man that had a bad past. Hallelujah. Oh, but he didn't allow himself to look back to the role that he had done. Oh, but he began to look to the future. Hallelujah. Oh, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. Oh, he talked about a race that he was running. What do you want? What'd you come to tell me? I come to tell you here today quit looking at the bad that you've done and start looking at the awesome future that God has for you. I'm telling you a man that killed Christians is the same man that stepped out and was one of the greatest missionaries that has ever stepped foot on this earth. Oh my God help us to realize that God is not worried about what your role looked like last week or last month or last year 
here. But what he's worried about is the here. What he's worried about is the now. What he's worried about is where you're going. Hallelujah. So don't allow yourself to get caught up in looking back. So a man in the field could be hindered by his past. He could also be distracted by the present. Children feel unimportant and have to compete with smartphones for parents' attention. In the large international study of 6,000 8 to 13-year-old children, 32% report feeling, quote-unquote, unimportant when their parents use their cell phones during meals, conversations, or other family times. The children reported competing. Listen to that. They reported that they were competing with technology for their their parents' attention. Over half of the children in the study said their parents spent too much time on their phones. Talking about children. All right, from the ages, what did I say, 13? 13 years old? From, From ages 8 to 13 years old. Tucker, stand up. Jared, stand up. From ages 8 to 13 years old, said mom and dad spending too much time on their phone. I'm just getting real here today, all right? Fathers, when we come home from work, we've got a small window of opportunity to be effective to our children. And if we're using that opportunity for other things that are distracted in this present world, oh, I'm going to tell you something, church. We're missing the calling, the greatest calling of God on our lives. God help us not to get distracted. So yes, we see hindered by the past, but also while we're in this field, we can also be distracted by the present distracted by and we could go into a lot of that we're going to do a teaching session on that here in the future but I want to just to just drive this home that we can't be distracted by the present so games all right finals Super Bowl all of that it's fine ain't no, ain't no sin to keep up with it But if you know more statistics about your favorite football team, then you know what color that your what your favorite what your son's favorite color is, or where they like to eat, or where they. mm. Hallelujah! It's getting quiet now. (laughs) Hallelujah! I want to I want to encourage you here today. Learn. Be a learner of your children. Study them. Find out what they like and what they... It's your job along with the leadership of this church to help them to discover, develop, and deliver their gifts to God. It's our job. It's our job. You're the leader of that home. Get involved. Learn your children. Be a student of your children. Don't be a student of uh, God help us of OU football. Don't be a student of, uh, of Kentucky basketball. Don't be a snow, sir. Be a student of your child. Learn them. Yes. Hallelujah. Nobody else is going to. Hallelujah. So, distracted by the present. Third one, stalled by the problems. Stalled by the problems. 
Don't let the urgent take place of what really matters. I don't know how many times my dad has told me that. Don't let the urgent take place of what really matters. Let me tell you something. Anybody have any problems this month? Raise your hand. If anybody had any problems this month, raise your hand. That's like 99% of us. The other 1%, I want to talk to you afterwards and see what you're doing. Okay. Six months ago, anybody have any problems six months ago? Anybody? About a year ago, two years ago? All right, it's just, it can go on. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that problems are going to come. You're living in a life where problems are just going to happen. So what does that mean? If you're continually worrying, continually spending all of your time on your problems, your kids aren't going to be there forever. Your problems will, but your kids won't. Mmm. Mmm. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother John? I'm telling you here today, you're always going to be spending time with your problems, but don't disconnect with your family because you're so worried and you're so... God said, don't worry about what's, what tomorrow will bring. He said, I, I'll take care of your food. I'll take care... God will provide for you. He will help you. The problems will come and they will go and there'll be a new one. They grow like these rocks out here that we mow. They grow. It's just a continual thing. What are you saying, Brother John? I'm telling you, don't, don't allow the urgent to take place of what really matters in your life. Don't allow the problems to pull you from the relationship that we should be developing with our children, from the time that we should be spending with our children. Yeah, there are going to be times whenever we have to put in overtime. Yeah, there are going to be times whenever it's going to be difficult for us to spend time. But what are you telling me? I'm telling you, instead of coming home and being worried constantly about everything that's going on and being disconnected from your family because you're you're worried about a problem. Oh, don't disconnect just because the urgent is there. Why? Because the urgent will always be there. Why? Because the problem will always be there. So what do we allow ourselves to do? We allow ourselves to be stalled in the progression that we need to be spinning with our families and the direction that we need to be showing for our children. We're stalled in the middle of the problem. We're plowing along and we've got to broke down a, a wheel or we've got to, and we know that it's, we, 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 instead of us just fixing it and going on and staying focused, we sat there and wallow around, and I'm going to tell you something. I've done it in my problems. Oh, we're not going to take care of it. We just want to sit around and talk about it for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. No, they're always going to be there. So don't let your problem destroy your day. I said don't let your problem destroy your month. Don't let it destroy your year. Why? Because you've got children that, you, that, that are coming up that you need to be developing a relationship with. Hallelujah. And my last point here. So we see a man in the field running a marathon who's not going to be hindered by the past, distracted by the present, or stalled by the problems. But he's going to be focused on the future. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Fathering our children should not, it shouldn't be just a priority. It should be the priority. 
catch that? Fathering our children should not be a priority. It should be the priority. Let me tell you something. My number one, my number one priority in this life, come here, baby, is this woman right here. This is it. If I, if I fail here, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect my children. Does everybody understand that? So this is my number one priority. I've got to make sure this is right. I've got to make sure that I'm, 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 we're working on our marriage. We went, <laughs> we went yesterday. We put it in the GPS. We're going to go help a friend out, Brother Mitch Boggs. And we're going to run up and we're going to see him there in Aurora, Missouri. And uh, so put, the, put, put it in the GPS, I thought. And uh, about an hour and 15 minutes, hour, 20 minutes later, uh, it said that we had arrived at our location in Stockton, Missouri about over an hour from where we were supposed to be. And so we got there, and, and uh, there was the initial, oh, I can't believe this. I just, and then it was like, you know what? It's okay. We spent like an hour and 30 minutes driving down there, and then an hour and 30 minutes driving back. We have a, after that day, man, we got a strong marriage after that. We, we worked everything out, man. We, I'm telling you, we had a great time. I got to tell her everything that she needs to do, and... <laughs> it's okay that's my number one priority my number two priority is my children it's my children I'm going to tell you something if I, if I can't if I fail at this I failed God help us to realize and prioritize our life God, help us to put first things first in our lives. God, help me not to fail. Help me not to fail. If I win them all, if I have thousands that come to this church and get saved, and I've lost my family, then I feel like the greatest failure. God, help us not to lose. God, help us not to be distracted. God, help us not to be stalled. God, help us not to be focused on anything but the future that God has for us. I'm going to tell you something. One of the biggest things that you'll hear from Brother Jared is that this is not a Jared Davis ministry here. When we're talking about being pastors, it's not Jared Davis. Brother Stephen, it's the Jared Davis family. They're all involved, every one of them. We're working this thing together. We will win together, and we will lose together. But we will do it together. Hallelujah. God, help us not to fail. Thank you, baby. Hallelujah. Focus on the future. I'm out of time. Thank you for the laughter, for the good times that we share. Thank you for always listening for trying to be fair. Thank you for your comfort when things are going bad. Thank you for the shoulder to cry on when I'm sad. This poem is a reminder that all my life through, I'll be thanking heaven for a special dad like you. Hallelujah. How about it, church? How about it, fathers? Are they going to be thanking us 
for the rest of their life, thanking God for us for the rest of their lives. The Bible tells us that children are a gift from God. The Bible goes on to say that blessed is a man whose quiver uh, is full. Hallelujah. The question today is, are our children blessed to have us as fathers in their lives? We're blessed to have kids. We truly are. There are are our boys and our girls blessed to have us in their lives. We've got to provide, church, provision. Men, provision is the key word. Bible tells us we got to provide for our families. I know that's not just talking about financially. You've heard me say that. How about it? Let me ask you today, what does your field look like? Take a look back at your last few rows, not for too long, but take a look back. How are you doing? How are you doing? The greatest thing about the plow is it may have been a mess before, but from here on, you can do it right. You can do it right. May have been crooked before. May have made mistakes before. And guess what? You're probably going to make some. I'm going to make some. I'm going to tell you something. If we get vision and if we do this, we focus on the future. We focus on tomorrow and we say, I'm going to be the best father that I can be. I'm going to be the best father I can be today. And then tomorrow say, I'm going to be the best father I can be today. And for the rest of our lives, focus on the greatest ministry that God's ever given us. And I believe at the end of our lives, we'll be able to say, I've done everything that I can to train up my child in the way he should go and the way she should go. And then when they're old, they won't depart. Why? Because you've given them the path. You show them the way. They'll learn so much more by what you do than by what you say. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to speak to our fathers here today. God, we thank you, Lord, for the skits. God, we thank you, Lord, for the for the uh, the media. We thank you, Lord, for everything that was done. What a wonderful the song, God. What a what a wonderful challenge, God, that's come forward here today. It is a challenge. And God, you are looking to these men of this church. And you're looking for them to be marathon runners. You're looking for fathers that will say, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not looking to the past. I'm not distracted by the present. And I'm not stalled by the problems. But I am looking to the future. God, I pray, God, that you'd help us to check our lives here today. Make sure, God, that we're doing all that we can. So here's what I want to do today. I'd like for us.